Okay, so this time around, I'm going to basically give you what little bit of history I know of Child Protective Services. And um, I'm kind of in the middle of doing something else, so it will be brief, hopefully fairly accurate, but Child Protective Services was an organization made to, of course, protect children from abuse and neglect. Which is all well and good because no child needs to suffer whatsoever. I firmly believe that. I think it's very well possible that the Child Protective Services that was originally done was possibly working, maybe not 100%. So, according to ScienceDirect.com, Child Protective Services was founded in 1976 under the Federal Child Abuse Prevention and Treatment Act. And it established agencies that were vested within the responsibility of investigating suspected child abuse and protecting children. Wikipedia has it uh, set in 1974 that they were founded. Um, basically, same thing. They were founded to investigate, <coughs> sorry, investigate suspected incidents of child maltreatment. Alright, so... Uh, SantaCruzHumanServices.org says they provide protection for children who are at risk of or are experiencing neglect, physical, sexual, or emotional abuse. The focus is on the safety of the child and support for the parents to strengthen families and promote, promote nurturing homes for children. Which, okay. I understand that. You want strong family bonds. I mean, everybody wants their kid safe. Everybody wants their kid mentally healthy. Um, everyone wants their child to have food and eat and nothing become of it. So now, now the question is, what is child abuse? What all does it entail, basically? So, child abuse is considered when a parent or a caregiver, whether through the action or failing to act, causes injury, death, emotional harm, or risk of serious harm to a child. There are many forms of child maltreatment, including neglect, physical abuse, sexual abuse, ex exploitation, and emotional abuse. So... That comes from childhelp.org. That's their definition of child abuse. Um, MayoClinic.org has symptoms and signs. Physical abuse. Physical child abuse occurs when a child is purposely physically injured or put at risk of harm by another person. Sexual abuse. Sexual child abuse is any sexual activity with a child such as fondling, oral genital contact, intercourse, exploitation, or exposure to child pornography. Which, heaven forbid, God forbid, somebody does that. That's just, to me, 
my opinion, my opinion, not Mayo Clinic's, but my opinion, the most disgusting thing you can do. Then there's emotional abuse, which is injuring a child's self-esteem or emotional well-being. It includes verbal and emotional assault, such as continually belittling or berating a child, as well as isolating, ignoring, or rejecting a child. Then there's medical abuse, which occurs when someone gives false information about illness in a child that requires medical attention, putting the child at risk of injury and unnecessary medical care. And then neglect. Child neglect is failure to provide adequate food, shelter, affection, supervision, education, or dental, or medical care. And then it goes, in many cases, child abuse is done by someone the child knows and trusts, often a parent or other relative. And of course, if you suspect it, you're supposed to sit there and report it. Now, I will go in a little bit later on my opinions, but what has happened in this case of the definitions of abuse um, has skewed the way people sit there and look at things and view things and view people because automatically in the court of public opinion if you are being investigated for abuse you must have automatically done it they don't know what's going on to know what the allegations are and whether you actually did it or not you're just automatically branded to a certain extent, branded a abuser, or sorry, an abuser, if I want to get it correct. Um, now, I've been dealing with them for seven years. Seven years of crap because I live paycheck to paycheck. I can get my story out, and I will get my story out because I think a lot of the things that I'm going through is just pure, utter crap. And Luckily, what I found out is the people who know me and know what I'm going through tend to sympathize with me instead of condemn me. They can't see it. They don't understand what's going on, which is great. It's great to have people have your back when they know almost your day-to-day -day life. But the problem is, is the way we have abuse designed and definitions down, it's really messing with poor people. It can happen anywhere to anyone, to any child, to any family. It doesn't matter if you have money or you don't have money. But whether you have money or not, the problem is, is if you have money, you can pay a good lawyer and get everything stopped close to right away. If you don't have a good lawyer and you have to go with a public defender, you could get a crap public defender and then end up going through months or years full of misery because you've been branded an abuser. Mostly when I started my stuff, and I'll go into more details later, in a different uh, podcast, um, it was on neglect. My house was too dirty. The kids weren't clean, that type of thing. And you're talking about they came in just one day. Not 
several days in a row, not randomly within a month. They would just come one time and they would see, and maybe my kids were dirty. Maybe my house was dirty, but to me, not enough to constitute neglect. And who suffers from all this is the poor people. Poor people suffer because we live paycheck to paycheck and we have to choose. Are we going to pay rent? Are we going to pay utilities? Are we going to buy food for our kids? Are we going to buy clothes? That's where, you know, we learn to be thrifty and kind of hold on to things. And then even then, some of the things that you hold on, some of the things you take care of, they might consider neglect because it's worn out. And it seems like everything they want you to have is brand new. The biggest thing is these social workers don't have degrees. Like they may have social work degree, but it's maybe an associate's or maybe a bachelor's. To me, it's not long enough. And they need to, to me, they also need to have a psychology degree on top of it because they're not going to know whether a child is actually abused or neglected um, just by looking. They can only guess, they can only assume, and that is the biggest thing that's wrong with a lot of us. They bring somebody in who's inexperienced, who wants to save the world. They want to save one kid at a time, and if they can just save that kid, just that one time, that one kid, they'll make so much of a big difference. When in reality, most of the kids they think they're saving, they are royally screwing up. You're talking about years and years of therapy, not only for the family, but for that kid, because they think they did something wrong. They don't know what to believe anymore. It's, it's downright saddening to see all this. And it's not a one-time thing. They may determine that you need long-term services, which means they sit there and they have the investigator come out and check, and then they pass it on to services, who then you have a new person come in once a month, and then they go, oh, well, we can't just do it by our set of eyes. You need another person. So they bring in a therapist or they bring somebody else um, just to see, make sure the house is clean, make sure the kids are taken care of. They'll even sit there and basically give you classes like you don't know how to parent your kid. And okay, maybe some parents don't because everybody's new. Nobody's going to get it right away. But the way the parenting classes go is they act like you're just the stupidest person on the planet. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. And you're going to go six months of this because you have to have that person, one person come out once a month and then the other person has to come out once or twice a week for like two months so that by the time they end up finishing everything it's six months you've had these people in your life random people just coming in and disrupting the flow of everything and kids will act out whether it's at school or whether it's at home kids will act out when you have disruption and major disruption at that and then they automatically believe a kid right off the bat and it really depends on how the kid likes to say things, you know? Kids don't completely understand everything that's going on. Now, do I think some kids are actually abused? Yes. Do I think they need to be saved? Yes. But it's also been statistically proven that out of the majority of cases they get, I believe it was 85% I read, that was actually unfounded. They sat there and disturbed the family 
for nothing. And it's just absolutely ridiculous that they would sit there and do that. I will go into more statistics and stuff um, later. I'm going to finish here. There's probably a lot more that I can sit there and say on Child Protective Services, but I am not going to lie. I am fairly unhappy with them that I don't need to say much of anything else. Um, but I will do some more talking about my case and different things that happen um, as time goes on just so people get to know what they're really like, what they do, or in my case, what they've done and how it's, you know, to me, pretty much royally screwed up my family because they're making automatic assumptions that aren't true. So I hope this was fairly informative and I will do more later on.